welcome to the Hebrew Media Podcast. I am a machine, just a machine, no ghosts here. Fuck ghosts, they are spooky. <laughs> and I'm joined by Frank. Frank, how are you doing? Hello, Leon. I'm doing pretty good. I'd say I am the banished specter of this, of this thing we shall talk about today. That haunting <laughs> specter of politics that seems to have been banished apart a, a and a cast from it. Are you saying there's a specter haunting video games? Oh, but absolutely. And sometimes <laughs> it shows up. Sometimes it is noticed. Sometimes it is even embraced. And other times it is thought or attempted to be banished. Uh, and it does things. It does things to the product, to the media, when, when <laughs> that happens. To this tangible landscape that we're all privy to. Ooh, and it's not, and they're not good. <laughs> no, uh, in this case, they're very much not good. And we're we're, we're talking about uh, cyberpunk of all things, the genre, the video game, the series. Yes, actually, the tabletop, <laughs> n- not so much. Uh, not the not the tabletop, sadly. Uh, I'll maybe reference it here and there. Yeah, we're we're not talking about anything good involving cyberpunk. Only the bad <laughs> ones. Only, only the bad. Well, the genre is whatever. We will get into that, but it's um, it's finally time to do this episode that I've been. I I it wasn't on the books or anything, but it it was something that I knew I was going to have to do an episode on sometime or another, and the time has finally come to talk about the game. Um, mostly yes. for me, and also um. The, the TV series subsequent to it and how do they relate to the genre of its same name it's you know which is a good point I think a good place to start complaining <laughs> about in my opinion at least but um, I just for, before that I will just have to give a quick disclosure um, Frank hasn't played the game no I didn't I have twice though so it still counts you played the DLC too I, I also played it yes yes I know um, I <laughs> I made my way through there once. And the first time I played it was when it came out. And then now that it has been quote-unquote finished, sort of, kind of, I uh, I went back and bought DLC and was like, sure, why not? Uh, and, well, once again, we will get into that. <laughs> I just want to, want to full disclosure. Frank did watch the series, though. That's on Netflix. I did. And um, I have really strong feelings about it. But we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll pace it all quite nicely. Yes. Well, since I don't want to focus also on this later through the episode, if you like the game, that's fine. We're not attacking you. Oh yeah, we just don't fucking understand you. <laughs> if anything, <laughs> no, it's 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 a bit you know, it's it's frustrating because I think in the in the um, chasm of this game, there could have been a good game here, and sure. I feel like there could have been a good series here as well, and. All in all, Cyberpunk could be such a good genre as well. I guess that's the main ennui I feel towards <laughs> all of this. Yeah. For lack of a better word. I I, How about you? I I think I mean this goes from like the few videos I watched from people playing the game and general bur- uh, hubbub about the game and people who liked it is that if you enjoyed it, you enjoyed it kind of in spite of the game. Or in spite of its shortcomings, both narrative, political, and so on. Uh, because it, at the end of the day, it's a mostly functional game. 
now it's more functional than before, but mostly. And <laughs> because as terrible as I, I, I feel, and you're going to enlighten me, I'm sure, or how bad this game is, the show as a TV show, I have nothing but contempt for it. <laughs> <laughs> I, there are a handful of things I think which are good about it, but uh, let's see, what are they? The soundtrack is fine if a little blasé when used or how it's used because it's like sad sad be sad um the art style is good if a little overplayed at times and uh yeah i think that's about it uh the rest i couldn't care any less about uh maybe a pan full of things about the characterizing or the the narrative world building stuff aside from that i i as something that you have to watch i'm like i i can't there is Nothing else. I, this, it's this, and this is... I hate this. I hate this. Uh, with the game, you can, you know, play it or change the way you play it, um, and that can have some more fun. I don't know. I'm not sure I had fun watching the show, but I do believe I could have had fun playing it, um, even if it is, if or it can, as Leona told me, be worse sometimes. So uh, that's... Y- my my first impressions were my first thoughts yeah um it's it's interesting and i think there's so many things to get into right away here but uh since frank has kind of railroaded me into this i will, I will <laughs> gladly gladly um <clears throat> oblige um you're welcome i feel <laughs> thank you um it's it's interesting because I think that the makers of the TV show uh, or the Netflix series or whatever you think I should have called it um, is are maybe a bit more aware and respectful of the broader conceptualization of cyberpunk. Sure. So technically, okay. (laughs) Sorry, the last disclaimer. Um, (laughs) I guess I I, I will say um, Cyberpunk 77 when I'm talking about the game. I will say cyberpunk when I'm talking about the genre, and I will say edge runners when I'm talking about the series. Good, good call. So, I'm sorry that's difficult or annoying. I know, but I I don't know what else to call them because <laughs> the 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 people who made them called it all the same thing. They all yeah. call it cyberpunk. I mean, I think we can so, just go for like the the genre, the game, the show. Um, it's just I I don't want to say that every time. Yeah, so when I refer to it by those names, you know what I'm talking about. So that being said, I think Edge Runners, the makers of that, had a, had a better conceptualization of, not a great conceptualization, just a better one than the game. Uh, when it comes to a certain kind of despair, a certain kind of... Uh, <laughs> they understood that the aesthetics of Cyberpunk are not the end goal of it, and not its most defining characteristic even though popular culture would disagree with me on that i think yeah they are already better equipped to deal with it because they were an anime studio called trigger and they did uh kill a kill i believe and like a bunch of other things uh promad i believe it's called mm. um which is very robust hyperbolic in its imagery yeah and uh, this is you can see that in the anime which is one of the few redeeming qualities i think of that yes. show <laughs> but um, it it shows the very dire situation financially and how 
the boy has to go to a academy owned by a company and how his mother is desperate for him to go to that academy. It is so much so that she resorts to illegal activities. And this little moral paradigm is so much more uh, cyberpunk, I guess. There you go. Than, um, than anything the game has to offer, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this this is already... like it, To me, when I started watching the series after having played the video game, that to me was such a fresh... Uh, when it's like a new fresh air so to speak yeah <laughs> so i don't know that 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 really helped me a, a, a lot uh put put the uh, the series on a much more positive footing for me admittedly having rewatched it it's <laughs> um there isn't that much there i will admit i agree with you there's not there's, there's not there's not a lot of uh well, there's not anything interesting there, and they are. It is sadly, despite its improved conceptualization, still something there that I quite despise as well, which is also very much present in the game, sort of, kinda. But uh, yeah, I will, I will let you talk about what you dislike about this the series, if you like. No, sure. I I do think you're right. Like there's there's inklings of critique there. There's stuff that's like. Uh, how to like the negative aesthetics of cyberpunk, which are you know the the exploitation, the misery, the economic insecurity, the homelessness, the violence, to a degree uh, that that is beyond or behind the neon, as you once phrased it quite nicely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you, thank you. But uh, I feel like. I am really disappointed by the core narrative and the constraints that the game places upon the show, i.e. what is fucking cyber psychosis, which is uh, these these people yeah. using body mod and becoming augmented cyber humans uh, for, you know, uh, in terms of the show, no real reason, losing their minds, literally, um, and just becoming mindless killing machines, pretty much. Because uh, yeah, narrative reasons, and the and the fact that I don't know, <sighs> there's some other stuff I want to mention, but I feel like this, this is what is most frustrating to me. Like that, that never really convinced me uh, as a ploy, and it's obvious, you know, where this fucking Chekhov's gun is going to be fired and when, but I yeah. I don't think it also does anything interesting aside from its occasional remarks about its world, right? Like, oh, medical insurance or hospital service is a subscription. And, uh, you know, if if you don't pay it uh, or if you don't have the proper plan, yeah, we're, we're not going to help you. Get fucked. Or, yeah. or the fact that if you don't pay rent, uh, you're literally blocked from getting in your own home. And the teenager breaks into his own home to be able to get in because, uh, you know, uh, economic and social insecurity. So I feel like those moments or those circumstances really help. But it's the thing, right? And it's the thing I I always hold up or always consider when thinking about dystopias. So what? What are you going to do next? And what does it do next? Individual narrative really individual narrative and individual <laughs> development well no i wouldn't call it development uh, but it, it, it 
becomes so individualistic and so oh the relationship oh but i care about you oh, but i love you but your dream and the dream that everyone wants to do blah 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 and there's yeah, no the dream that of... is not well established at all God, by the way it it reeks uh but it, it re <laughs> there's um in the in blade runner uh and i'm not I don't recall if in the book do dream do Android dream of electric sheep, but in the movie there's the stuff about oh go to the colonies make a new life etc. This is what going to the moon in Edge Runners reeks of, but without any of the sense that's like yeah this is shit here. Uh, what's there may not necessarily be real, but we don't see really what's there aside from I don't know the most standard moon landing uh, space station shit. <laughs> So, yeah. yeah, again, it, it takes this genre and does it do much with it? Eh, not really, aside from a few pointers here and there. Yeah, that, that's, I'm being generous. <laughs> so I, that reminds me, and I, I lied. There's one final disclaimer, 15 minutes in. I'm so sorry, dear listener. It's that I know a little about the uh, tabletop RPG setting. Mm-hmm. Which is the fourth cyberpunk, actually, that I didn't see. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> but uh, I will just refer to it as a tabletop RPG. But it's got another name, isn't it? Like Shadowrunner or something? Okay, so... <laughs> no, Shadowrunner is, uh, Shadowrun is something else. Oh, um, okay, my mistake. The, 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 that is cyberpunk, but with fantasy races. Oh. This is very interesting. We might get into it one day. Maybe. I don't know if it's good, but, you know. <laughs> but this is... It's called Cyberpunk. The, the t tabletop RPG is called Cyberpunk. There are different editions of it. Cyberpunk 2000 something, uh, 65 or something. I'm not quite sure. And, okay. Uh, Cyberpunk Red. And they're like, <laughs> you know, kind of like D&D &D first, second, third edition. If Cyberpunk Red isn't fully communist, I'm very disappointed. It isn't. Of course it's not. I'm very disappointed. <laughs> of course it's expectation. not. <laughs> no, they see red because they are cyber psychos. No, I don't know. Um, I do <laughs> oh, think that... Oh, boy. I, I do think this is something I've talked about a little bit before as well, I believe, and something we're going to keep talking about um, well into this year, given that we're going to talk about a very big game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, somewhere this year. Um, don't worry about it. And it's... Uh, <laughs> it's um, So, the setting, indeed, like, to combine it with what we are saying, is a lot less offensive in a TTRPG setting, because you, as a game master, can, like, turn the knobs on it a little bit you yeah. know you can like conceptualize it reconceptualize it you can what we call home brewing it i don't like the term necessarily but we don't <laughs> have to get time to get into that and you can conceptualize it to your heart's content you can have a more positive association with wish fulfillment the fact that david martinez the main character of the edge runners cyberpunk, cyberpunk edge runners series is that the, that he suddenly has the fascination to be the biggest, baddest, uh, like, person in, <sighs> in what is called Night City. I'm sorry. Come on, come on. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so sorry. Uh, but okay. <clears throat> in Night City, which is funny because we spend a lot of time during daytime in the city, but it's not here or there. <laughs> uh, in my notes, I wrote, "These mega cities look are ugly as." Fuck during day, <laughs> they are only look good at night. Yeah, and it's it's that's really because you spend time during the day 
in this city. And it looks so ugly. I think that's very interesting. But maybe I'll, I'll get back to that. But the the fact that David Martinez um, is suddenly very interested in becoming the biggest, baddest, hyper-competent man, if you will. Um, <laughs> of, <laughs> ding. No. It's, it's, it's coming out of nowhere. But I think it's there because, well... It's the most interesting thing the makers of the series know what to do with, uh, know what to do with him. And it's also what I think they think a bunch of people wanted to happen. And I'm sad to say that they are probably not wrong about that. I do think, based on the fact that a lot of people really like this series, for instance... Sitting at 8.3 on IMDb, for instance, I hate IMDb. I don't think it's a credible source, but uh, or like a good source for indication of quality. But mm-hmm. you know, as a rough indication, just here and there. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. What do you guys think? Uh, oh, okay. Sitting at a 95 pop, 95 percent popcorn s- score on Rotten Christ. Tomatoes, 100 percent, and at 100 percent as well. So that's even worse. Um, <laughs> IMDb seeming more credible. Uh, all of a sudden, <laughs> immediately uh, swallowing my words Cause, here. Because here's you know. the thing. I, I do, and we, we were talking about this for other related projects, but I do think that the show, I don't like it. I hate it. I don't think it's as objectively terrible as other stuff. I don't think it's good, but I can, <laughs> I can sympathize and comprehend a bit more how you can like the show and how you can think the show good more than maybe the game. Yeah, so, so that's interesting because and this is one of the main things I wanted to talk about is that you play... <laughs> there's there's some definitely some overlap between the character that you play in the video game Cyberpunk 2077 and Cyberpunk Edgerunners. Mm-hmm. The main character David Martinez and your main character in the game or the player character in the game called V. Mm-hmm. Uh, either <laughs> either V is Vincent or Valerie. <laughs> they could have just been called V. There's no, there's no need to give that a name because in this, hmm, well, there there are some strong similarities between V and David Martinez. Yeah. That being said, and that that will be. That will be something we're going to get into throughout the episode. I just want to make another point first, because otherwise I'll forget it. Is that the cyberpunk genre, I would say as well, but this especially has a very blasé attitude towards the sexual. Yeah. And I, which could be fine, which could be interesting. Yeah. Um, But it it, it isn't. It isn't. Because it, it is just played... Like what I have to sadly call a, I don't know, like GTA joke level quality of sexual anything, really. Um, The only exception of it is a more robust, choreographed um, (laughs) sexual interaction with your love interest Mm -hmm. that you have in the game. Because it is a somewhat RPG. Not really, but, you know, whatever. And it's um nah, fuck it. Let's call it an RPG, why not? It's fine. My my stance on sex scenes in video games is like I don't need them. For me they they can be in there, they cannot be in there, I don't really care. But if you're gonna put them in there, make something out of it. Don't be yeah. like uh <laughs> don't be like, oh what's the game? 
Assassin's Creed Odyssey in which you can sleep with like a bunch of people, but it's just them hugging each other and fade to black. But okay, <laughs> if you want to normalize sex in video games, by all means. But but do make it sex. Don't make it like, oh, hug, fade to black. Yeah, I'm always up, a big fan fully... of narrative purpose. Like, make me care. Make me give me a reason. Give me a reason to see this. <laughs> give me a reason for this. Like, I'm definitely pro, but like, you know, make it, make it not be like this attempt at some window dressing or like, oh, there's a sex scene, <gasps> or oh, there's nudity, <gasps> and ah, oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> the show is uh, is less like that. But also very traditional is that like you see women naked, you don't see men naked very yeah. much, or at a much well lesser yeah. proportion. And that, and uh, when men are naked, it's kind of gross, sort of kinda. Um, there's one dude urinating in the show, for instance. That's the only time you you see genitalia. You know, it's it's whatever. And then when men when women are being naked, it's it's this thing that conflicts with our contemporary understanding of things. Of course. Namely that everybody in the show is like kind of whatever about it. Like somebody is totally naked while they have to undergo a like uh, some some cyber warfare protocol and their body gets really warm because just like your GPU and your PC also gets really warm when you're gaming. That's so like weird. That's, like that's the... so fucking weird. That's a trope at I this mean, point. It... <laughs> I mean, it kind of makes sense, I guess. It's whatever. But they are naked in a bath with ice cubes in it. I mean, if your body's hitting up before, heating up beyond what is safe, no amount of ice-cold bath can help you, mate. <laughs> and yeah, maybe it helps. I, once again, I don't know the metrics of it. But it's it's also really funny that you would think that the head would be the warmest. But the head is always above water. Anyway, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. We don't, need, we don't need to get into it. This is not a kind of episode or or podcast. But I find it fascinating that we have... Um, but then they, they are totally naked and everybody is kind of blasé about it as well. But it's still, through our lens, like, it's a perfect... Like, well, <laughs> no need to get into what I find attractive or what I don't find attractive. But in the general idea of beauty, by propagated by the Western, Western civilization, all the women that are naked are perfect. They they have perfect bodies. Yeah, at least they ha- you might not be fully attracted to it, or you might you might like a different body type. But there are no blemishes True. on the body, and except for like the the tech that's on there, sometimes sorta kinda. <laughs> I think it's very funny that when David is all like roided out, but with tech, you you see him naked, but you don't purposely like you know you you don't see anything uh, genitalia wise. No. And um, which is fine. I don't need to see that. But it, it is very interesting that he, throughout all this modification, kind of became this Ken doll-like figure, and only like once again, uh, roided up, like you know, <laughs> like really hulky, and which is like, I don't know. I guess the imagery they were going for there is like, oh look, it was an innocent little boy, and now he's like a war machine or something, and like. Yeah, okay, sure. Um, that's something I've seen before by people who've done it so much better. Yeah. And th- that's just that's just so unfortunate because they spent so much time there and hoping that that will be impactful. Well, it kind of, to me, falls 
it's just annoying. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I can't really. I keep. I just find it annoying. I keep remembering Adam Jensen going, "I never asked for this," and how I never that, asked for this. while a fucking meme, is so much more interesting. Oh yeah, no, I think that's a good point. I do wonder then how. Well, th- there's a word for for what you were saying about you know this narrative of oh I I want to be the biggest badass I I want to actually get some power back. It's uh, individual power fantasy. Uh, yeah. Male one to boot. Uh, <laughs> and in, in that aspect, it's just, again, it, it's the individuality of it. It's like, trust nobody. You, can tr- you, you can't trust anyone in this city. You've got to do it yourself. Oh, you're screwed. You're going to die. Um, the guy says, literally having his crew. Um <sighs> It's interesting because sorry no no but but there, it is not linked what would have been would have made it more interesting and maybe it is in a way that I don't really acknowledge or um, can understand but the trauma of David Martinez is not linked to um, his mother anymore yeah because his mother never wanted this for him yeah I guess the only linking in his way that he's still communicating with his mother is that he is now rich and this is a way he could get rich. But I feel, I don't know if you walked away with that feeling that that's what's being accomplished here. But I feel even if that's what they were aiming for, they could have aimed for it so much better. Like, because <laughs> what is this, you know, what is this, especially the, the, the end heist of the, uh, of the series, spoilers, um, where they're trying to attack Arasaka, the biggest, baddest corporation in the world, uh, which is still Japanese somehow, but maybe a lot of time to get into that as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> but my problem here is that it, it 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 says nothing about David. Like, is it is it because he needed to go to Arasaka Academy, and this is what like sort of kind of uh, I don't know. He has some kind of vengeance for them because his mother dry, dies at random, and is that something that he can link to Arasaka? Because once again, there could have been an interesting narrative here that at least as we talked about on our last episode on here on Disco Elysium. It, at least we could have gotten the psychological. I believe it's something along the lines of you always get the personal. If you're lucky, you get a psychological, but you never get a social. Yeah. <laughs> and this is this this game screams at you. Uh, sorry, and this series as well that you will never get the social. Fuck that. Yeah. You always get the individual, as you as you has pointed out as well. And I would say this goes for the game as well. Um. But you never get, uh, and you get the psychological very clumsily. Yeah. In the in in Edge Runners, and you kind of, sort of, sometimes get it in the video game, but not to a satisfactory extent. That let's say, maybe The Last of Us or God of War does. Yeah. Um, I can't believe I'm. <laughs> Being somewhat positive about the Last of Us here, that's <laughs> oh lord! Um, it just shows so sorry, how Frank. bad this is. <laughs> well, it's just <sighs> or frustrating it's, it's rather. The... No, it is bad, but the fact that it's bad is frustrating because there could have been something here, yeah. and this is something I deal with very poorly. I will admit, uh, and this is also kind of why I like talking about it because I keep scratching on the surface that I can never fully see the end of. Um, about like when something is just wholeheartedly bad, I can also enjoy talking about it. Don't get me wrong, but if we just configured something here with once 
with once again, I'm so sorry, dear listener, but with a more sociological vision, it would have hit so fucking good. And here's once again where I'm kind of disoriented because there's so many paths to go down on. I think uh, if you want to say something more about the show, go ahead. Otherwise, I'll get into the game, if, if that's okay with you. No, no, that sounds great. Uh, let me see if there's any uh, inverted commas final points about... about... You, you can begin to enter it later because there are so many touching yeah, points Yeah, no, I feel well. like they're going to be but... interspersed. But I, 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 what okay. I was going to say, I guess, uh, as like this provisional endpoint is that the show doesn't commit. It doesn't commit to what it wants David to become. Because, yeah, he becomes War Machine, but he's still just a nice teenage boy who's trying to do his best. But, yeah, no, he's still killing hundreds of people. Uh, <laughs> so it looks. Uh, and that has no effect. It's just, uh, what about the psychosis of actually murdering a bunch of people? No, only psychosis of tech. Tech is God. Tech can change people. Killing can't. Um, Anyway, just... Yeah, tech is the forbidden fruit on the tree. It's the knowledge of good and evil in so many ways. <laughs> oh, no. I, I like that. Yeah, let's, let's go with that for now. Uh, so the game. <laughs> the game. Yeah. Um, the game is, is interesting because it... Um, so here's where I'm going to plug uh, the amazing episode from Agap on this very game. Yes. Um, where they talk about a couple of things. I'm going to uh, once again, we'll link it. It's amazing. Of I'll listen to it. Go. Um, <laughs> but I will just talk about two things that I will that they talk about, so I don't have to like you know constantly say on their episode blah blah blah. <laughs> um, so in they they make two in my opinion they make a bunch of interesting, good, amazing points. Once again, go listen to it. But the two points that I think is interesting and what I want to use to talk about uh, in this episode is that all the things that we see in Edge Runners and that we see in the video game about like, oh, cops are bad and corrupt, mayors are bad and corrupt, children are sometimes being kidnapped, and like, all the horrors that it paints, we are already there. Like, we already, like, you know, we are already experiencing that reality. There is no cyberpunk to it. It's just contemporary life. Yeah. Um, and as, <laughs> I think like, oh, yeah, shit. <laughs> there is nothing, and like, for Americans especially, not only Americans, but... um for a bunch of people uh well let's just say mainly americans because i think that's the main donor to the setting as well yeah you you, they don't have you know good uh health insurance for instance Mm -hmm. and like that whole system is fucked over there as we all know very well and there's like the horror of that in in edge runners as well like oh shit i can't pay for my own mother's funeral so i don't even get to hold her body anymore uh we're already there I mean, not not okay, maybe not that in particular, but the fact that you can't save your mother because she doesn't have the right life insurance or the right uh, the membership and so forth and so on. Yeah, is 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 really you know we're already there. This is already happening in our world. Mm-hmm. But okay, anyway, it's <laughs> that that being said, uh, we are so we are already there. We have already seen the realities of this, and. Uh, as an in, maybe an interlude between the game and the series, something I've seen notice, uh, something I've noticed a lot of people saying recently, is that sci-fi is not so much about the future, but it's about the now, and this is something that you could start a sentence off with, or like something you can start like uh, an opinion off with, but you need to, I need to, I hear, need to hear my yes and, uh, mm-hmm. as, as always, people are just 
like summarizing things into oblivion until it doesn't mean anything anymore. And I, I personally find it very annoying how, like, no, it's about the now, not about the future. It's like, no, there are definitely anxieties of the f future in sci-fi. It is definitely about the future in a lot of ways. Does it borrow upon problems we are experiencing right now? Yeah, obviously. But I feel like this conceptualization is once again so hyper redundant as so many so many discourses seem hellbound on being nowadays. I don't know how you feel. About I that, I mean I I partly agree, but I feel like that position is at least more valuable than the position oh, yeah, no, which totally. is oh, but this predicted that or this is predicting this and that which both a lot of dystopias and certain views of other types of sci-fi are, that I, I don't feel anything meaningful can come from that perspective, especially in terms of dystopias, hey. But to, to at least, like, oh, no, it's... Because you're obviously correct, right? Like, it's, it's connecting to the present, but it's obviously trying to draw, think, imagine, create something in relationship to the future to the best it can. Uh, it can't, truly. But that's the point. And, and that's fine. Uh, but I just... <laughs> I still have to deal with the, the thing about the dystopias. So I'm... Um, it's, is it a reductionist take that, you know, the... Oh, it's not about the future, it's about the present? Yes. But I feel like that gives me something to work with and get to the... Well, yeah, of course. But in that way, it is trying to project or imagine or develop how these anxieties, concerns, ideas, expectations are potentially working or how we can represent them in different ways. Because that's that's fiction, baby. Yeah, no, I like I said, I need my yes and like Of course. I feel like it's the best way to portray it portray it as a yes <laughs> and so I, I, I do feel quite a bit frustration about that. But and to to take up on that point, I think the both the game and the series don't even do that much. Hmm. Once again, it's it feels like a checklist that's being oh yeah worked through. Like, okay, no medical insurance, blah blah, and that's that's only the series. Now moving on to finally the game. I'm so sorry, dear listener. The game you <laughs> you play well, like I said, you play as someone called V, and I'm gonna keep calling them V. And the point I was trying to make earlier before I got distracted. <laughs> is exactly that we have this very blasé attitude towards the sexual and like, oh, we are all like cyborgs and like, you know, um, we all have like tech in ourselves and so forth and so on. But this doesn't translate into anything. It's only cool because look, aren't these mantis blades cool? Aren't these blades that protrude from your form cool? You can kill people with it. And I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. Uh, how about what? Once again, what's the social impact? Are we all referring to each other as they because we have all become robots and doesn't really matter anymore? What's our concepts on what's our conceptualization of gender? What are the politics surrounding that? Because it's always sadly, if and if anything, uh contemporary times have proven is that gender is something heavily politicized. And I'm not gonna I don't know enough to say it has always been thus, but it has taken on a very distinct characteristics, the type of discussions that we are all pre privy and aware of, I would uh that we're all privy to and aware of, I would think, at this point. Mm -hmm. But no matter what your feelings are about that, even <laughs> even those who have uh, negative feelings towards gender, and if so, fuck you. Um, <laughs> but it's it, you would you would think that even these people would be like, okay, but 
have we demonized transgender people or something? Like, you know, you would see, you would think that these fuckheads would also be eager to see something about that in these games. But there's nothing to see about that. There's, I, I, I don't think maybe they did. Once again, it's a really big game and it never pulled my attention to the forefront of it. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't believe there's any non-binary people huh. in there. There's nobody that's, <laughs> right? So like this, this universe where, where you can customize your genitalia that you never see, by the way, um, unless you purposely take your clothes off, which is why would you do that? And it's, it's, you have these very elaborate sex scenes that conceptually might have been attractive, but execution is a bit odd. It's, uh, I'm only thinking of one. Never mind. We don't need to get into that. Uh, it's, it's, it's interesting that then there is no, they're, they're all only like he and she's still, so to speak. Mm-hmm. There's one trans person. There's one trans person in there because I, I am totally speculating, but during the production cycle of this game, which is notorious and well known, uh, I said we sadly don't have time to get into it because, but why would we? You're already aware of it, and uh, it runs surprisingly well on current gen. <laughs> oh, those words are etched in my frontal lobes <sighs> forever. Um, anyway, sorry. Moving on. So during the production cycle of this game, there was a social media manager that said like um did you just assume my gender or something on twitter back when i was still twitter and this got understandably some out uh some you know some uh backlash back thank you <laughs> outrage and backlash sorry uh, <laughs> uh and there's like this poster of an energy drink i believe it's an energy drink uh where we see what we would normally call a feminine body but with very large what we would normally call male genitalia and it's it, and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, how does this once again? We are depicting it visually, but we're not speaking on it, which is like it's it's feels I'm sorry for the gruesome imagery here, but it feels stillborn in so many ways. It feels like this <laughs> the most spectacular simulacrum one can imagine. It has all the imagery into this game, but there is nothing there, not really. And the only thing that is meaningful in this game is the few relationships uh, the main character V forges with others. And even this, I'm so sorry, Frank, but this I'll have to get into as well. <laughs> um, because this, as in my opinion, is meh. So to talk about the beginning of the game, uh, you can pick uh, three backstories. You can pick a corpo, which is like, you know, you're in a corporate office. Exactly what you expect would happen happens. You get betrayed and they kick you out. There you go. That's the meaningful backstory of that. Uh, you have a street kid, which guess what that means? You're you're a kid on the street, and you join a gang. Well, okay, there you go. That's that is. And and then you have my personal favorite, the nomads, uh, which is no points for originality there, but it's fine. It's fine. No <laughs> no worries. I'm not gonna. This is not gonna be a podcast. But yeah, the nomads. I was like, okay, sure. Let that sounds culturally poignant to me personally. Um, it's <laughs> that's something I could get into. Maybe it sounds something. It sounds like something, and and it's it's something. Um, these are people who live outside of big cities, and like you know, they are Mad Max type people, sort of kinda. Only more boringly dressed. <laughs> they 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 all dress like NASCAR drivers, sort of kinda, and that kind of folk. It's whatever. But okay, at least this is a group of people that 
have meaningful relations to the connections you forge with them. And you feel like you're sort of kind of part of their group. And if you pick that origin, and especially if you romance the character, you can only romance if you're a, ma a, hetero, a, a hetero or, I guess, bisexual man. Or that you can only romance if you're a man, I suppose. But yeah, it's, which is also so interesting. Like, everything is whatever, except for sexuality. Because you have, <laughs> like, you, then, this was the perfect game to have everybody just be either asexual or bipan, I feel. Mm -hmm. And polyamorous or not. And because we have moved, we have, we are, we could have illustrated a world in which none of these things matter anymore. I'm not saying that that's an ideal vision. I'm not saying that, you know, it's, that that's what we should do uh, in in our lives. However, it would have been an interesting depiction of something, mm -hmm. at least. It would have, like, been a worthwhile engagement with concepts of sexuality and gender. And that, that, it's just not, it's, it's not there. And <laughs> you have a lesbian woman and you have a heterosexual woman. You have a gay man and a straight man. Those are your four romantic options. Enjoy. And it's just, you know, like, come on, man. <laughs> like, it's it's just... Uh, which feels biphobic, because for some <laughs> reason, I just feel uncomfortable as a bisexual here. Because, once again, I can have a relationship with um, this, the heterosexual woman, and I can still engage. The game then doesn't talk about it with your companion. But I can still engage in a um, homosexual sex scene with another character, and this doesn't. And then that has never brought up to my main love interest, which is you could just cheat, I guess. If, <laughs> the, the game once again has all the dialogue that it has, which is all very touching because I do like the character, the homo, the, the heterosexual woman. She's once again looks amazing, and so forth and so on. Everybody's beautiful in this game as well, which is a whole thing. We don't... Oh, I hope we have some time for it, but okay, we will see. And I don't know. It's just... It's, it's, it's all... Nothing meaningful lives here because it is so busy with, like, look, you you have a hot girlfriend now <laughs> or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it wants from me. It's... and But that being said, the heterosexual woman called Pan Am is... Uh, part of the nomad clan and you like restore her relationship to the group and if you want and that group helps you in the end to attack arasaka as well the same thing david did by the way mm. and you need to do that because you're sick you're dying and another point that the acap episode made was that you you are literally dying you're literally sick but there's no healthcare. There's no discussion about healthcare. There's no conceptualization of healthcare. Yeah, it's it's just a very individual relationships you find, you you make with different kinds of people, and you literally have to kidnap a scientist because they need to tell you what kind of chip you have in your body. So the main character V has a chip in there. <laughs> And their body with Keanu Reeves on it. That's the thing. Yeah, that's where that's, Keanu Reeves that's a comes big in. thing about the game and the that's marketing. A, Quite, and he's fine. He's okay. He's whatever. Um, I don't find him interesting. I'm sorry. It's just annoying. He just makes gross comments, and you forge this some kind of brothers in arms kind of relationship that is poorly, poorly structured. Because I'm, I have never been nice to him 
ever um, throughout the game because he just says gross shit all the time. And which could have been interesting, but the game, once again, doesn't do anything with it. There's no point of true reflection for Keanu Reeves. Sorry, a Johnny Silverhand. And that's just... Oh, I, <laughs> once again, this is one of the so many of dead ends. And I was reading... It was recently... Sorry, last thing, uh, Frank. <laughs> I was re- recently uh, reminded of a, one of my favorite books by uh, David Graeber, uh, May His Memory Be Blessing. He... Uh, in bullshit jobs he talked about spiritual hostility <laughs> and i feel this is like when you have to like pretend you're happy and productive at work because work nowadays is all about relationships um pro- uh, pro- productivity is also important but it's mainly like how well do people like you and like you know how how far can you uh push this charisma thing and so forth and so on and this is to me um if if I'm allowed to extrapolate the feeling of that and put this into this game, it's the game constantly putting things in front of me. It's like, yeah, it's the it's it's the it's like the cool thing from from Blade Runner, or it's the cool thing from uh, um, William Gibson, Neuromancer. Yes, um, <laughs> it's 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 that. It's it's the neon and nothing behind it, and and that to me is kind of. Artistic hostility, I would argue, <laughs> because I am I am forced to be like, yeah, yeah, it sure is, buddy, it sure is, and it's like, but our we we crunch the fuck out of our employees to make this thing, and like that's so you have to like it, right? And I'm like, no, that's not really you paid them, right? So I, I I don't, I'm sorry for them, but I'm not going to pretend I like it. It's meaningful because I feel sorry for the people you have in your employment. So sorry, um, sorry for the deep monologue, but this this is just something I'm so frustrated by, that nothing behind any door is only like this piecemeal meaningfulness that you have to like, kind of pretend to believe in now and then, because we both know this is not going to lead any anywhere. This is, it would have been so interesting because we are set in both Siri and game, we are set in Night City, so. We are so familiar with the territory, so much so that even people who are not very sharp could have like read into some sociological thinking here, because we are familiar with the territory here, with the very physical material world that we live in, whatever you frequent. Yeah. And it doesn't do anything with it. And I don't know. I, uh, do you have anything to say about that? Or I, It's kind of the same points that I was making with the show, right? That... There is potentially a framework there. There is a structure and with an open-ended structure like a tabletop that gives potential, right? It's, <laughs> we could call it the potential of the genre, right? That, that it is this open-endedness, which is then, you know, redirected, rewritten, recast, uh, focused, unfocused, uh, altered, transformed, and... One of the things, right, like the <laughs> the utter level of presumption that comes with, you know, you know, this game, this is cyberpunk. We're going to be the genre. And that, there is no such thing. There's a, there's a conversation and a scholarship on what literary genres are. <laughs> and, you know, you could widen that question of, of the literary. But 
in a sense, the genres can be better understood, I think, as manifest, as in, oh, the the book itself doesn't make the genre purely, but when you read it, you identify it. You as reader identify and understand why it is that genre or not. And if we do want to push that line, which I do, Cyberpunk 2077, the way we understand Cyberpunk to properly be, is fundamentally not Cyberpunk. <laughs> if we yeah, understand no, Cyberpunk isn't. as, you know, the critique of these systems, the exploration of these other ideas, the problems of the limitation and the difficulties of transhumanism, of, I don't know, uh, what AI truly can be, what body modding can actually be, what sexuality can become, and not just, you know, pure, hollow, meaningless aesthetics. Pure aesthetics well, is fascism. Right? <laughs> exactly. It's, uh, yeah. It's, uh, it get, gets money. It's the bottom line, unfortunately. <laughs> like, we, we, we made it point all the way back on our um, Velvet Goldmine episode, like, at this point, years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that, that, that hollowing out of aestheticism kind of leads to, like, bad stuff, man. And on that note, I, um, there's just, we don't have the time, but there's a lot more to say about the game as well. If you really want me to get into it, dear listener, let us know. Uh, I will just do a, <laughs> I'll just do a monologue about it and, and like upload it somewhere. But it's um, it, it is this point that concerns me most, the fact that that we, <laughs> that the body, as in the human body, is seemingly depoliticized, but we do nothing with it. Then we just paint whatever we want onto it and this is never meaningful there's nothing cultural about it there's no meaning to it and i mean that as in it's only in the game and the show doesn't even have that much um the game you can like customize it like oh do you want to double jump or do you just want to jump really high like jesus christ dude <laughs> really and that like that's fine that's fine put it in there but there's no there's no uh, polit politics to you changing your body and exactly. when this is so as we can see so heavily regul uh, regulated and like um hated upon in our contemporary world we are not even taking the contemporary into the future as we talked about earlier and uh, like you already filled its basic conceptualization and that i once again what i described early on as the starting point uh, you already fucked that up. <laughs> That's so <laughs> impressive. And we, we play V that, that, who is sick and who is dying and who's being eaten alive by this chip that they, out of utter desperation, put in their head. And you have to fucking have to listen to Keanu Reeves being sexist. And it's just, it's just, it, well, that, while that might have been a very hor interesting, horrifying conceptualization, I don't think that fits within. The, <laughs> Don't doesn't fit within a game that has the nerve to call itself after the genre it puts itself into. Yeah, and that's just like I'm I'm just so flabbergasted because is there nobody at the the the, the design table like the, the they were conceptualizing the game that's like hey should we make a thing out of this or something like it's I mean I just I think. Sorry to, sorry to interrupt that point. No, no, but no, I, I no, think it's significant in, in terms of what you mentioned, right, about like the uh, the energy drink poster, which might... <laughs> yeah. be, because here's where I'm going with this. Under the most optimistic sense, what you're describing is a kind of internal conflict 
that, you know, certain parts of the art team and level design trying to make it cyberpunk, but that the narrative and, you know, the, the, the work there and all the things are working against it. So we're, we're, just, we're looking at a work that is also at odds with itself, uh, which is, uh, again, deeply tragic and frustrating. Yeah, and I get that making a video game provides unique challenges because it's made by so many people, especially with a such a rumored hellish production cycle as this game. Mm-hmm. I can go on and on. There's so many interesting moments and characters in this game that I could talk as a point about how this game doesn't work. And there are so many points that I do find kind of funny and entertaining, sort of, kind of. The game is... F- outrageously long it just goes on and on and on <laughs> about certain things so yeah obviously like you know broken clock theory correct twice a day yada yada it does really make you feel like a person <laughs> it doesn't um it, it's because it, it's this 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 person that you're trying to be you're trying to be this merc as they're called or sometimes they're also called edge runners don't ask me why, please. I don't know. I don't care. There, there's a, I, I, there's a reason for that. I think because it's probably adapting from the old, the old sense from Neuromancer and you know the the hacking into cyberspace, oh, yeah. which has its particular name, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's all aesthetics. It's all borrowing from references and stuff for pure aesthetics, without any of the meaning. What is supposed to be a good callback, a good reference, a good Easter egg? Needs to mean something, goddammit. Yeah, get it, guys? It's like a thing we like. Uh, and I don't know. I, I there, There's things to say, once again, about simulation simulacrum here. Uh, I I don't know. I, I, I would have loved to get into that. But once again, the point is that they already kind of missed the point from the conceptualization stage. Like I said, like, it doesn't. It doesn't already even do this right. So for me to get into something that I would have hoped to get into, uh, mainly like you know introducing uh, us talking a little bit about simulation simulacrum, since that's a text that a lot of people are still focusing on nowadays, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to media. Yeah, I'm probably going to say that for another episode uh, because once again, what is there to say? I I think there are much more interesting conceptualizations. Uh, sorry, I think there are a bunch of more interesting media to uh, <laughs> let's call it media to talk about in relationship to that yeah um the, the thing that i would like to get it onto uh could be an eye on the time as well mm-hmm. is how once again the edge runners and the game are conjoined with each other mm. namely that up to a point both characters both v and david martinez are dying yeah and <laughs> this is uh david martinez is dying a lot more psychological and V is dying a lot more biological. Mm. But both need care that isn't available. Yeah. And both, once again, to seal this point off for now, both the game and the show don't talk about this in, in any way inter- in any way that's interesting. So what I'm really concerned about and why I think... Because people love these things, like we have established earlier. I don't know how many times Platinum, Cyberpunk went... And like we said, uh, Edge Runners has a tremendously large rating, no, tremendously high rating. Yeah. What What is it that these people see in this, what we don't see? And I think this is the very disturbing, once again, 
I, there are many ways to conceptualize this. I'm going to put something forward that is not necessarily the end-all be-all and like, it's only this. Rather, I am like going to give some abstract terminology here <laughs> that is purposefully vague because there are so many different uh, approaches to it by so many different people. <laughs> and that is this feeling that I can only describe as resigned entropy. As in, we, it's kind of like, online it might be called doomerism, but it's a doomerism <laughs> even more disappointing because it is not even social. It, the, it is purely, strictly, distinctly individual, it seems to me at least, that, oh, there's no way out. Um, there's, there's this... <laughs> almost anti-epicurean ideal here <laughs> about how like life is not worth living or enjoying these are all fleeting things go out with a blaze man like you know it's it's this uh once again very humorous thing but on a strictly individual level and i'm deeply concerned by this because i think i recognize some of that in a lot of uh well a bunch of people all ages but when i'm extra concerned about is how I, often I see it in young people mm. and how they are not interested in politics because politics is for losers or whatever you know uh, nobody really cares about that because it's all shit it's all fucked we have all resigned ourselves to slow dying entropy and it's what, what is there is just a maximization of enjoyment which is kind of what David Martinez is doing in my opinion I don't know how you see that sure but again, like that is made central as, you know, but, but I don't know. There's again, it's at odds with itself because on the one hand, exactly correct. On the other, he's also trying to achieve his partner's dream. And that's about it. Yeah. So is he being selfless? Is he being self-destructive? Uh, both. What then? Uh, in terms of the real question, it doesn't engage with it. It, it couldn't. But I, I do think that makes sense as an approach, right? That, you know, you might as well screw it and do it all or burn it all or just... It's, it's the kind of thinking that I think is... <laughs> I think that's the, the issues with dystopias and dystopian thinking because I think that's what it does. Yes. Regardless exactly. of the portrayal... That sometimes, oh, but you resist the dystopia or whatnot. Yeah, but what is there to create? What is the creative work there? What is there to be building? Why? Why then? If, if it's all misery, if it's all pain, it's all, uh, you know, like it's, <laughs> it's kind of pointless even uh, if you can't have any sense of imagination, uh, which is, again, and uh, 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 the whole thing about this game, the show, uh, it is in its purest sense, you know, in terms of the, the the power and the cyber and whatnot. It's just fantasy in the truest sense that this is fictive. It's not even close to what could call we could call real. There are more, even more absurd, fictional, surrealist stuff which I'd call more real than this. Yeah. And it's just so. And then, sadly, um, moving back to the video game, V has wants to be a merc, wants to be an edge runner, and so forth and so on. 
but we are never, I think at least, we never really established why, other than there are no real character opportunities for him, or sorry, for them anywhere else in the city, which is how do people then still make a living there? How do people, how, how is it still a mega populated city? That is so fucking ugly. I can't. People love that city because it's like, oh, it's so, so the atmosphere, man. I'm like, I need a little bit more than atmosphere. It's like, ooh, pretty. That's it. That that's all. And then I end. Yes, end. And what more? Like, oh, there, once again, there's only neon. There's nothing behind it. I cannot stress this enough. And I'm like, it's the people who I I, I whose opinion I I respect. We're like, oh no, man, it's, it feels so cool. And I'm like, I. I I have to pick my battles because with with my uh with people I do like spending time with, but I have to pick my battles because you know it's always the grumpy Leon that's like well actually, <laughs> I I'm very fun to parties I promise dear listener, but it's um yeah so anyway, getting to the point, V, who is pursuing this career path quote unquote career, for what I didn't understand why he wanted to do that, his his friend dies in a prologue and it's like okay so he's doing it for his friend. But to what point is there? And he keeps going beyond point after point after point. And then this relationship that he might have had, as in I need to live it up for my friend who died, who isn't among us anymore, um, is overshadowed by Keanu Reeves. Once again, cannot stress this enough. Who, once again, does a, does a decent job. There's another celebrity as well. I will just, this is a very brief sidetrack to your listener. But in, in the DLC, you get Idris Elba as as a main character sort of kind of guy that you vibe with or don't, I don't know. And, um, which he does a decent job at it, I will say. There are so many celebrities that somehow get a role in video games that um, don't do a great job. Uh, for instance, Megan Fox in, <laughs> in uh, Mortal Kombat. We can't help what we are. That we feed on blood doesn't make us evil. <laughs> oh boy so stuff like that for instance is is at least not something we are subjected to which I can I can only say the neon looks very pretty the metaphorical neon looks very pretty it's very well high production neon um, all over the place mm-hmm. and it does help because I don't know at least I'm I'm listening to some quality voice acting at least some people are like giving it at least some talent like you know the, the gunplay is like well made it's uh the driving that you have to do a lot of isn't great but it's fine the cars look whatever it's all just good enough to keep playing and uh, i don't know but th- that's the side that's the side bit i'm so sorry so that being said in the original endings i believe there is no ending in which V lives, like properly lives. Oh. They can either accept to let Johnny Silverhand take over. They can say, no, Johnny, don't do it. And then they just die. And it's... Uh, and then there's the my favorite one, which is per- very beautifully non-descriptive. As in, you do the heist with your nomad buddies and you sail off into an unknown future with your romantic interest called Pan Am and she holds you and you hold each other and like fade to black and then you all get these voicemail messages. 
And there are a couple other new endings as well. For uh, technically, <laughs> there's also another ending in which you just shoot yourself. How cheery. The game then just ends. <laughs> it's kind of stupid. Um, sorry, but yeah, it's an RPG, right? You could just you could just say, say like, oh, uh, the reasoning then is like, oh, I wouldn't put all these people's lives in danger or something. I'm like, no, this is it's too late to do now do the social <laughs> connection thing, asshole. I want to I want to have a robust end mission as well. Like at least give me spectacle since that's all you're keen on offering. Like so, you can shoot yourself in the foot at the end. Like not not literally, you shoot yourself in the head, but like momentum wise, you shoot yourself in the foot. Is what I mean. Yeah. And then the DLC gives a couple of new endings, and one of those endings is 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 the, is more horrible than any other one. Um, you trust the United States government. Eesh. Full stop. You trust the United States government after you give them the body of a another hacker, super hacker that's like part AI or something. Not interesting. Don't worry about it. It's uh, you have to save the the the, <laughs> the president of the United States as well in, in the beginning of that mission, but it's not here or there. Um, fuck me. Okay. So anyway, you do all that, and, and you give them the body of the hacker, and they they're like, okay. Thanks, man. Um, hey, let us know if you, uh, whenever you want, you're ready to join our clinic and we will operate on you. And then you can text some of your friends, your love interest, your friends, and so forth and so on. It's like, hey, I'm heading out. Bye. And it's just some text messages popping up on your phone. It's not even a phone call, by the way. But, um, and then you go under for two years and everybody except for one dude that is your original uh, doctor, uh, Ripper Doc, as they're called, like the people who put like robot arms on you. Um, everybody forgets about you except for him. And even his ending is sad because his clinic gets bought out by a mega, mega conglomerate. Uh, and then they operate on you and you, you're not able to take on any robot parts anymore. So you're kind of beaten up. And nobody, because you disappeared for two years, everybody moved on. Nobody came looking for you. So all the relationships that you forged, even your love interest, who doesn't want to talk to you anymore uh, after doing that, just move on. And huh. it's this baffling, right? It's this baffling ending, especially ending that you feel like the need of tagging on to the game later on. It's not even part of the original <laughs> set. And you turn into an NPC is the worst way I can describe it. But you kind of turn into an NPC. That makes sense. <laughs> and, and, you know, there, there's something there. And I don't know. But No, there isn't. I'm, um, well, there's something there about, like, uh, I don't like people saying, oh, you're an NPC or whatever. That's, that's, oh, but right. For lack of a better term, you're, you're made boring. And that could have been interesting. Like, maybe in a way that's like, oh... Uh, being boring is maybe not that bad after all, but it doesn't fit at all into the game. Nothing <laughs> is conjoined here. It's all like segmented and segregated and bleh. And last thing I'll say, I'm so sorry, Frank, my, my apologies. It's okay. Um, it's just like, I waited like so long after replaying, uh, for to replay it, after it's done, done, only for that to be the ending. 
I was, once again, it's not even an ending that I came to naturally. I had to reload a save because I didn't want to give them, I didn't want to comply with the United States government. But I was like, what's cute? I was so curious. Like, okay, well, let's see what's behind the door. And you don't get the climactic final mission. You just go with Idris Elba into a fucking clinic. You cannot fucking walk anymore. And everybody forgets about you. Talking about resigned entropy, I guess. Because <laughs> all these, the only meaningful social thing in this fucking game was the connections that you forged to other individuals, not to groups, God forbid. But at least, okay, so once again, the closest thing to that is the Nomad Clan that you that you get that you get to become a part of. This is why I locked out that I picked the Nomad background the first time because that's the best background mm-hmm. by far. And, okay. Anyway, so it's, it's just a, <laughs> it's a game that seems to be obsessed become even more hollow than it already is and i'm like why how is this a satisfactory creative choice for you i am honestly still baffled by it i'm sorry but like fuck (laughs) i'm still so (laughs) taken aback by it that everybody gives this a green light or enough people give this a green light and yeah anyway uh i I don't know if you have anything to say about that uh no no i'm good (laughs) so then i will just follow it up with um like there's this, you know, there's this this yet the literary motto of the Middle Ages called memento mori, the uh, remembering that thou sh- too shall die, and it's it is a thing, sort of kinda within what we can broadly call Eastern European literature, that death is something more normalized in those type of literature. There's a whole thing about that. I'm not necessarily the best person or qualified person to speak on that, but a bunch of Eastern European uh, authors say to, say as much. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we don't like our happy endings and so forth and so on. We think they're insipid. And you can feel some type of way about that as an individual. You can associate positively with that. You can associate negatively with that. Or you can be like me and that's like, well, it can work sometimes. Um, it, it doesn't work here, I would argue. I mean, I think you're and giving the game like, too much credit. <laughs> <laughs> that it even okay. tried to go for something like that and failed. Because all yeah. I've seen, all I've heard of this game is pure, westernized, terrible, worst possible version of what could even be remotely called cyberpunk. And that's it. Yeah, and I mean, sure, you're probably right. But at the same time, I'm just trying to go down an avenue in which people are saying something meaningful. Like, maybe there was once an idea, and I want to credit that, at least, like, because I know this is, this must have been very difficult to make, I get that, but I can't ignore what is here, which is nothing. Yeah. And I, I, don't, I don't know, I'm trying to think of ways in which this could have been good, like the social thing that I just said, mm-hmm. but also maybe, if you want to, so, the way I would say is, like, I love good gut-wrenching moments like they make me feel alive because it's painful yes but pain is still a filter through which we experience life yeah and (laughs) this is not this is not gut-wrenching none of this is gut-wrenching it's soul killing it's it makes me feel once again it makes me feel like i should resign myself to entropy and that's bad man fuck entropy yeah, yeah. Sincerely, well, I say that sincerely. Fuck entropy, generally. <laughs> uh, you don't have to, but no, 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 totally, I agree. 
but the problem is that I do think it's indicative of something deeper. Oh, yeah. And I think this is why, once again, why right-wing populism is maybe very po- popular um, in the Western world right now. It maybe always has been, by the way. But, you know, especially now among young people as well. I, I'm very concerned because I think you can only truly embrace any kind of, uh, at, at best case scenario, quasi-fascistic thinking when you have already resigned yourself to this kind of entropy. And I don't think, once again, Sede Project are fascists. No, I don't. I don't. But sadly, this type of thinking, this hollowing out, leaves one vulnerable to fascistic type of thinking, which once again, I'm not calling you a fascist, no, but no, I, I, it is something to be... I, I think you're right, but I will, I will add, it, it's not that it, they are fascist or being fascistic, but what they're doing is part of this fascist-like process, which um, yeah. uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the quote, I'm going to quote the Benjamin, um, <laughs> which uh, is that the logical result of fascism is the introduction of aesthetics into political life. This is yes. the situation of politics which fascism is rendering aesthetic. Bombings, uh, killings, explosions, gas warfare, uh, incendiary bombs, and so on. Um, and thus, there's the question, there's the point that communism should respond or responds by politicizing art, right? It, it's And that's what... And I don't think to the full extent of awareness as like a company or whatever... That, you know, it was meant to be this hollowing out. But in some sense that what is happening to this game and this show and so on uh, are (laughs) the result of a specific cultural moment, which is hyper-aestheticization, leads to something like this when it works on something so deeply political like cyberpunk. It purely aestheticizes and thus does something fascistic i think <laughs> yeah no that's, no that's perfectly encapsulating everything that i've like talked about uh thank you i, uh, <laughs> I, I can't believe I, I forgot our boy benjamin i'm so sorry benjamin but um yeah no exactly that is it's it's obsession with it only and i do mean only the aesthetics of cyberpunk once again, only the neon, as I've been calling yeah. it, is 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 to such a dangerous de- detriment, and that conjoint. But but what baffles me is that we could have then had a fun game at least. Could have been hollow. Could have been not great. Um, but it chooses to be hateful towards life almost. Yeah, it chooses to position itself in a hostile way towards meaningfulness almost uh, dare i say dare i use the word again um and <laughs> that fascinates me like it's like a child that doesn't want to put on a sweater it's like no no i don't want to like it's <laughs> like i, I want to be meaningless i want to be like once again i want to resign to myself to this entro uh, thinking it's 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 baffling to me i do think uh it, it's the kind of thing that you always say right like it's it's better to feel something about whatever than not feel anything because I feel oh, yeah. that cyberpunk from everything you've been saying is <laughs> there's good cyberpunk, there's bad cyberpunk, but this isn't even that. This is empty cyberpunk. There's just nothing there. 
uh, as as a whole, right? Like if you part and parcel, if you chop it up, maybe you'll find stuff as you did. Uh, and and same for the show to that point. But as a whole, it, it 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 fails at all of it. It fails at being what it is intending to be. Yeah, and uh, it's impressive because it's a game. Uh, <laughs> fuck. It reminds me a bit of The Wizard of Oz in the sense okay. that. Hey. <laughs> bear with me here. Sure. It's, it's a bad Wizard of Oz that it doesn't even give us the courtesy that there's like a wizard behind the screen or something. <laughs> but it, in particular, med, uh, metacontextually, that is. But in the in a more direct sense, it 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 reminds me of like. It is a game that doesn't have a heart. <laughs> uh, it's, it's like, you know, it doesn't have a brain. It, do- <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's the negative Wizard of Oz. Instead of showing that, you know, you already had it all along. Uh, no, it wants to show you that you have nothing after all. And you won't ever have And there's anything. nothing to be gained. Yep. Yeah, precisely. Precis- thank you, Frank. <laughs> and it's, it's also... Um, it- <laughs> It's not even a cyberpunk without organs. <laughs> like it's you know, it's it's not even that. And it's 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 such ah, oh, to me to reference uh, a very heavy media moment. To me, cyberpunk is the exile from Kodor, as in it's this hollow point in the force. It's this. <laughs> This empty pit of despair that's like <laughs> we can pour anything into and it just disappears. It's uh, you know, and only somebody like Kreia would find it beautiful. Uh, sorry if that doesn't make any sense to anybody, I will stop now. <laughs> but you know, go listen to that episode. Uh, I had a bad mic back then, but I promise they are good episodes. <laughs> um, so I, I, I don't know, I um, fuck, I had a question. Oh, so there's I, I think all I've, I've, I have to say is uh, I've already said. And I would spend the rest of the time... Oh, I will say... Yeah, we, we talked about bodies. And oh, yeah. I would just like to encourage people who create, once again, fiction um, from literature to video games to movies, TV, whatever. Like, please <laughs> focus on the body more. There's this terminology that I will get into another time called um, character vapor. And this kind of describes the bodies as disembodied consciousness... Or, it describes and engages with characters as if they are disembodied uh, consciousness. And I, I I really dislike that because it's such a good way to draw people in the here and the now, which is, in my humble opinion, as someone who does talk a lot about the sociological and the more broader metacontextual narratives, I don't dislike the personal. I think it's very important to do the personal and not abandon it. This is why art is hard sometimes. What a concept. <laughs> um <laughs> So, but yeah, that's the last thing I say that I do think, in my opinion, um, the body is a necessary filter for experience. And this this game where the human body is the the way one manifests, uh, gross term, I'm so sorry, but manifests their destiny because that's how the game sees the character in that gross context, in my opinion, at least, because mm-hmm. it's it's all violence. It's deeply violent, both Siri and game. Oh, yeah. It's all, and once again, it has nothing interesting. Like you point out very saliently in the beginning, 
uh, what about the psychoticism of killing a bunch of people, David? Well, that's not there. It's only it's only the it's only the metal. It's only the chrome. It's only the neon, and so forth and so on. But yeah, uh, that's the last thing uh, I want to point out. I had a question for you, unless you have something to say as well. Um, I will say that this is making me miss uh, Deus Ex Mankind Divided. Oh, yeah. And that's not the good oh, yeah, one. Christ. The good one is Human Evolution. But Mankind Divided <laughs> yeah. s- seems so much more interesting now. Oh, uh, I believe Human Revolution is mechanically a lot less good than Mankind Divided. Oh, yeah, actually. it's it's an older game. But uh, in, story-wise, it just flows and works better where Human Evolution... No, Mankind Divided is less satisfying. But the point is that regardless of those points and, and the dissatisfaction or and the incompleteness, because I think there was meant to be a third game that never happened, or at least not yet, uh, that's a series they oh, yeah. should bring back. Anyway, to, to wrap up that uh, stream of consciousness, uh, all that seems a thousand times more interesting. Yeah, I have a bad relationship with Human Revolution because it's it, pull, it pulls back the idea of like, Oh, it was the Illuminati all along. I was like, oh, gross. Uh, yeah, uh, Human Revolution, con- or no, Mankind Divided continues that. Yeah, but I do feel it's 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 a it's different. Uh, it's been forever since I played Human Revolution. My so impression is that the second one is worse, but we'll, we can talk about that off okay. air. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry, dear listener. Um, so I was wondering. To be uh, to be silly at the end of it because that's what we care about here. Oh, we yes, um, we do. <laughs> is um, in your opinion, is uh, Cyberpunk Edge Runners a reactionary show? Ooh, <laughs> that's a good question. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't think so because I don't think it's even that. I think it <laughs> it's just falls short of everything. Because it's not even clear about its fantasy because, uh, again, it's the contradiction, right? Oh, no, it's the power fantasy and whatnot. But no, I'm actually trying to achieve her dream. And that just makes it incoherent. Like It's not even committed to being power fantasy. Because, you know, it's like, oh, no, but the self-sacrifice. Oh, fuck off. Commit. Commit. But no. Yeah, it's the self-sacrifice at the end for a situation he created. (laughs) Because he's an idiot. That he didn't need to create. It, yes, exactly. Sorry. <laughs> uh, like, he's not an idiot, but then he becomes an idiot. Because uh, plot, cyberpsychosis, cyberpunk. Yeah, sell it. Yeah. Um, once again, ACAP said already everything I wanted to say about the cyberpsychosis, but it's it's some institutional kind. It's something that should have be institutional horror. Uh, something we talked about very briefly on Who Went on the Edge of Time on the left page. But it's uh oh, <laughs> um, but it isn't because it's just like yeah, um, you can find people with cyberpsychosis in the world. It's it's a ongoing, it's a very large side mission. And what do you, you know what? Sorry, I should have I should have had this disposition earlier in in the <laughs> in the episode. But there was so much to get through. I'm so sorry, Frank. Uh, I know. But <laughs> okay, but you know, still. But um, I, how do you think the game then interacts, lets you interact with these people with cyberpsychosis? <laughs> You've told me this before. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> okay, well, never mind then. It's, it's, yeah. So you just get to beat the shit out of them. And it's, it's like, oh, like, how about we make it an RPG where you have to search around in like their little 
you know, their little den or something. And you have to like learn the context clues to be like, hey, I saw your wife broke up with you. Or like at least that bare bones structure. Because it is an RPG supposedly, right? Or like, I don't know, because this does, this does happen in Human Revolution where you can put points into reading someone's facial mimic, mimicry, yeah. which is pseudoscience, but still it's, it's It it's works for a video right? game and um, it works for fiction. <laughs> it wor- Precisely. And the game is like, nah, son, beat the living shit out of that. <laughs> like, come on, dude. Like, so that I think is maybe very, the last thing I will say at least, is exactly where we see a maybe, once again, quasi-fascistic attitude or how this hollowed out thinking, how this very, once again, resigned entropic thinking can manifest itself into unbothered violence. And it's it's okay because these people have already committed a crime, right? So, you know, they're hostile people. You... <laughs> oh my God. This game is, one should be a cop almost in so many ways. It's really interesting because you're allowed to break the law kind of sort of, and these people are already, uh, you know, proven themselves dangerous. So you get to like... Uh, you know, you get to pacify them in the most horrid sense, like cops do. And if you kill them, the game doesn't act... Like, you get a reprimand over text or over telephone, and that's it. There's no... Like, you don't... You yourself do not become a cyber psycho, for instance, which is interesting, uh, which is, once again, a degree of hypercompetency. At least the show did that, you know? At least the show <laughs> showed that... As, doesn't do it well, doesn't do it interestingly, but at least it is that, it is there. It is a risk that um, David Martinez makes makes David Martinez less hyper-competent than V. And I don't know, man. Uh, once again, I can go on about this forever and I, and I won't. Unless you, you want me to, dear listener, you can always ask me and I will, I'll drum up some very interesting uh, case and a scenario points or whatever. I don't mind doing that. But... Um, it's uh yeah that's all I have to say about that. Uh, I don't know if there's anything you would like to ask or say or. No, I think I think I mentioned pretty much all I could say really about about this <laughs> void in the forest, um, which is <laughs> a nothing, which is a reflection of fascism, unfortunately. Um, yeah, it's uh, it ain't worth it. It ain't worth it. And, uh, you know, eventually later this year, or not that far, uh, we're going to talk about stuff that actually engages with that aestheticization of politics in a fish- with a fascistic result. And uh, who know? Who knew that actually can become interesting? <laughs> who knew? <laughs> who knew you can actually yeah. uh, face the issue itself and, you know, you know, you can actually do something interesting with it, even at times when you fail at it. So, you know, that's aestheticization in itself is not a problem, even when sometimes that engages with the political, but to hollow it out, that, that's a big problem. That's a big no-no. No. Fuck this. Anyway, <laughs> I think I'm, I'm at my limit. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, uh, once again, I'm sorry for... Uh like monologuing a lot but it, there was just a lot to get it through you played um, the game i didn't yeah you were in the right <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah it's um i couldn't like subject frank to telling them to play this game because 
fuck. Oh, it would have taken A forever, and there are already two big games they need to play because we need to make episodes about that as well. So I was like, no, don't worry. Um, just watch the series. And uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank I, you, uh, my dear co-host. <laughs> no, totally. But I, I'm just saying, I'm sorry, dear listener, if uh, it sounds a bit unbalanced because of that. I hope you can understand because um, this this is an episode I needed to do and get off the list. Had to get it off your chest. Yeah, but also because I do want to go forward, like you said, and talk about this hollowing out of aesthetics. And because I think that's such a big problem. And the popularity of this game and the series, while it has such clear, once again, resigned anthropic identity, is something I'm deeply concerned about and want to talk about more. If it's uh, <laughs> with better media products, <laughs> so, so there we go. Yes, that's um, the mission. Yeah, that was that. That's why this episode needed to happen. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, for if you make it to the end. I know this was a very rambly one, like I just said. There, there is no universe in which there's an Hebrew media episode about cyberpunk that wouldn't have been this. So you know, there's only yeah, truck. Uh, I'm sorry for that if that bothers anybody. <laughs> but just understand I didn't do it on purpose. So thank you so much for making it all the way to the Definitely. End. Thank you so much for listening. And if you deem us worth your support on Patreon, you can find us at patreon.com slash left page. Right? Yeah, exactly. We're... Okay, cool. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I, I thought that you were going to say more. Uh... No, I, I was, but I was like, uh, was that the right was that right link? I always forget if it's the left page or left page. No, it's, it's left, left page. page. Sorry. <laughs> please also just follow us on there if you like I've seen a bunch of people following us uh, very grateful for that because we also put a lot of free content on there yeah exactly and we, we intend to as well uh, although we, we are definitely yeah. working on some other stuff of uh, the, the big question of what the fuck can we reasonably put behind a paywall <laughs> yeah uh, as people who believe everything should be free sort of kind especially information and Stuff like that. And, and you know, having... Uh, it's, it's a bit difficult for us. <laughs> being a Latin American who has big issues with paywalls and uh, and that kind of thing, it's uh, it's difficult yeah. to narrow down exactly what's like, no, I, I think this is reasonable to be put here. And I'm, I'm probably following, in, in some sense, uh, a trend of, of a, a podcast and a group of people that I really like that's like, yeah, there's some optional silly bonus stuff that's going to be, but, you know, the, the core, the center of our content will always be pretty much open. Uh, what won't be is, like, extra and whatnot, which is what it's supposed to be. Anyway, that'll be that. Big yeah, things no. are coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to Brazil soon. Hey. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, thank you so much, and take care, everybody. Thank you so much, everyone. Bye-bye. Oh,